Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Spectrum. This is the show where I talk about the world from my perspective as an autistic Catholic. We'll talk about autistic advocacy, Catholic spirituality, and pop culture. Today, we'll be debunking some common autism myths. We have seven of these, so this should be an interesting one. Okay, I have quite a few of these, so let's get started with the one that with one that really drives me crazy. Autism is a disease worse than cancer. Autism is often given a description as a disease, especially by the so-called charity Autism Speaks. This is the first time I'm bashing Autism Speaks. It only took me four episodes, folks. But you knew I was gonna have to do it sooner or later. They would have you believe that autism is a death sentence worse than cancer. In fact, all of their propaganda always puts cancer as their main comparison. But most autistic people don't even want a cure. If you were to ask me what I would want cured, I would tell you my ulcerative colitis. Autism is not a disease because it does not bring harm to the person. Any harm an autistic person receives comes from society itself. Myth number two, autism is caused by vaccines. This myth was started by Andrew Wakefield. Wakefield was actually developing a vaccine of his own and tried to destroy the MMR vaccine, that stands for measles, mumps, and rubella, by the way, by doing his own study on the vaccine, which led him to come to the conclusion that autism was caused by vaccines. However, because his experiments did not have a control group, he lost his license. He didn't even test it on children who weren't even autistic. Autism is a genetic disability. A person is born autistic, grows up autistic, lives autistic, and finally dies autistic. Myth number three. Two, autism is just a phase. You grow out of it. This myth perpetuates as a result of what is called masking. Masking is when an autistic person learns ways to hide autistic traits or at least behave in a more acceptable manner. For example, you can learn to stim, means to still stim, by doing something that is more acceptable than flapping your hands, like maybe tapping your fingers, tapping your feet. But if you have to hide those traits, they're still there. That doesn't mean they don't exist. So just because you've learned to pass as a more normal person in society, that doesn't necessarily mean you've overcome the autism. And I really don't like the idea of, say, of overcoming autism. I'd rather just say you cope with it. It's a much nicer phrase. But that's how everyone perceives it, as something that you overcome. Myth number four, autistic people don't have emotions or a sense of humor. We autistic people are often perceived by others as emotionless. But in reality, we do have emotions. Maybe not in the same way neurotypicals or NTs do, but they're still there. As for a sense of humor, we can get jokes. Yes, it's common to see a Sheldon Cooper stereotype or even Mr. Spock on Star Trek, but... Mr. Spock got jokes. 
In fact, a lot of times we were laughing with Mr. Spock. So, I mean, or will often be perceived as someone who doesn't even understand sarcasm. But in reality, we can understand sarcasm. I myself am very sarcastic. Myth number five, autistic people are unable to form meaningful relationships. Now, I can't speak for myself in this case because I happen to be asexual, but I still have friends. And yes, unlike some people, I count people I know on Facebook as friends. Plus, I have quite a few relatives that I would count as friends as well. But romantic relationships? Oh yes, we can. I happen to know an autistic woman who has a partner and two adopted children. I knew an autistic mother at one point who had eight children. And I currently know a, an autistic advocate who is deaf and also has a few children of her own. So yes, we can and do form meaningful relationships. Myth number six. Autistic people cannot main icon maintain eye contact. Autistic people do often have difficulty maintaining eye contact. For some, doing so can be straining. Now, I, my mom actually did not know that I was autistic until I was in college. So she would often try to teach me. She often has to tell me to focus eye contact on her. And I had to learn that. And while I can still while I can do it pretty well, I still have my problems. My mind will drift off. I'll space out every once in a while. So yeah, even though I can do it, I still have problems doing it well. But just because we autistic people do not look like we're paying attention doesn't even I mean doesn't mean that we aren't paying attention. I had a hard time maintaining eye contact when I was in school. But I actually did pretty well in class, most of the time. Myth number seven, everyone's a little autistic. Oh, please, this one is so insulting. Let me put it this way. Would you tell a blind person, oh, everyone's a little blind? A deaf person, oh, everyone's a little deaf? No. You see, when you tell an autistic person that everyone's a little autistic, you're basically telling them that their condition doesn't exist, that they're not as special, and that they're just like everyone else. When we know in our hearts that's not true, so you're actually demeaning them by reducing their disability, and you're also making it sound like their disability is a bad thing. Once again, autistic people don't want to be cured. We don't see ourselves as diseased. So to say everyone's a little autistic is really at the end of the day a very demeaning thing to say. And you should stop saying it. Myth number eight. Meltdowns are the same thing as tantrums. One common trait of autism is the meltdown. We've all seen the, the stereotype of the kid flailing his arms and it often looks similar to a tantrum. But there's a big difference between the two. 
if an autistic person is having a meltdown, usually that means that they're overwhelmed by sensory overload. Or maybe they've, they are having trouble coping with the situation. Most of the time, it means that they can't control themselves. That the only way they have to control, I mean, to cope with the situation is to do what looks like a temper tantrum. But this is just something that you're overwhelmed by. I've had meltdowns every once in a while. Not as often as some autistic people, but I do have them. Now, a tantrum, on the other hand, is much different. You can decide whether to have a tantrum. And I have to admit, I have a pretty bad temper myself. I've learned, I mean, I've been trying all my life to control it. And most, and as I've got grown to become an adult, I've gotten better. A whole lot better than I did as a child. But, as I've said, I choose to get angry. And... That's different from meltdown because meltdowns you don't really have much choice over them. So that's the show. You've been listening to the Catholic Spectrum. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Amino as Radical Edward. You can find episodes of the Catholic Spectrum on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and TuneIn. Please rate or review and share with friends so my podcast will grow. And as always, be excellent to each other.